Hello, my friend. This is Clyde, the chance of a lifetime. Second Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 16 to 21 reads, Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed us to the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In 1966, the newly elected Democratic government of South Africa, with Nelson Mandela as the first black president of the country, established a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. This was a judicial-type entity that invited victims of apartheid to come forward and state their personal stories of gross violations of human rights, and the perpetrators were also invited to participate in these public sessions to confess their participation in the atrocious treatment of South African blacks and to seek amnesty for their wrongs. The final report indicated that the exercise was hugely successful, although there were many critics who felt that some people should have been brought to justice or that some violators got off too easy. Reconciliation is a hugely ambitious effort to restore friendly and healthy relationships among persons who had experienced enmity. Usually, what makes reconciliation difficult is to achieve is that one side invariably feels wronged or violated or treated in an inferior manner. It takes great effort to achieve rec rec reconnection of the feuding parties. We have the ultimate of reconciliation before us. God and man had a beautiful relationship for a while in the Garden of Eden until the third party called Satan interfered and caused man to violate this sacred relationship. The result of that error is an ugly separation between God and the human race. There was nothing that could effectively restore that relationship. Man was living in sin away from God, which made matters worse. God, on the other hand, loved humans so much that he was determined that the plan of reconciliation would be set in motion at the right time. He did. When Jesus came into the world, God set up a reconciliation deal between himself and the human race through Jesus. Here was the deal. Jesus was the reconciler between God and man, and the one thing that every human had to do was accept Jesus as Savior. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. When someone accepts Jesus into their heart, the new has come. That is, God and man is reconciled. The old reality of this separation between man and God has gone, and a new reality is here, meaning God and man are back to being friends again. What is very interesting is that the reconciliation project was all on God's part. Everything that humans had tried did not work. All our 
efforts to reconcile with God fell way short of the requirements for reconciliation. We tried religion, but that did not work. We tried doing good, but that did not work. We even created other gods that we worshipped, but you are right, that did not work. It took Jesus, the Son of God, who said, I will give up my life in order to create the perfect way to be reconciled to God. You are going to be impressed with God. Nobody on the other side had to pay any fine, any penalty, serve any probation or any such thing. God said, if you accept my son Jesus as the giver of eternal life, as the only one who can reconcile us, then you're in. You're instantly reconciled to God. Imagine one day you are separated from God, standing outside of God's family circle. The next day, if you simply believe that Jesus is the Redeemer, the Reconciler, you automatically become a child of God. Did you hear that title? From an enemy of God to becoming a child of God. The greatest miracle. But God has this big heart. He wants more and more and more people to experience what you and I have experienced. So look at what he does. He appoints me and you to be ambassadors and sends us out in a mission. As an ambassador, you and I have now become agents or carriers of God's offer of reconciliation. Can you believe it? You and I, who have experienced reconciliation with God, it stands to reason that we would be the best choice to be recruited to become ambassadors of reconciliation. What a brilliant move on God's part, because the man who has been reconciled is the best person who can present God's message of reconciliation to others. You and I, who have been forgiven, can now turn around and tell others about something that we have experienced for ourselves. We have been reconciled. Some people might not believe the message while there are others who are hesitant because they think they don't deserve to be reconciled to God and in such a simple manner. The message of reconciliation is clear, my friend. Tell people that Jesus was made to stand in our behalf before God, the righteous judge. And in that courtroom, Jesus spoke up for us. He told the judge that God can now drop the charges against the person because he has accepted the offer of salvation and is ready to be admitted and to be reconciled with God. Bring out the marching bands. Another one is reconciled to God and God is overjoyed and we are totally delighted that we have been reunited with God. It is a glorious and exhilarating feeling to be reconciled to God, for God to want to be reconciled to us. It is the chance of a lifetime. Let us help some other people to come into reconciliation with God.